There is an obvious objection to everything that I said in episode 37. And it comes from a direction that is perhaps not widely understood or known, called Ramsey theory, that I may have mentioned before. The theory says, in essence, that if you take enough of anything, you can always find some kind of pattern in it. And the example that is often given is that if you take any six people, it must be the case that either three of them know one another, or there are three of them who are complete strangers. This is sometimes called the friends and strangers theorem. And this is a simple example of what is called Ramsey theory, and it extends all the way up. Another example that one might pick would be that when thousands of years ago we first started counting things, people didn't begin by planning that numbers would have odd and even characteristics. They didn't plan that there would be things called prime numbers. They didn't plan that there would be exalted things like Fermat's Last Theorem, Goldbach's Conjecture, all the various sophisticated encryption systems that we use to send coded messages. None of that was in their minds. All of this became possible as a result of structure within the number system that, as you might say, emerged with it and couldn't but emerge with it. And so that might be regarded as well as an example of Ramsey theory. Now if you know of this theory, you may be, may be tempted to think about what I said yesterday in terms of complete randomness and agree with those who say that because of Ramsey theory there can't be complete randomness. That since if you take a sufficient number of supposedly random events, you always get a pattern of some sort after a certain threshold. So therefore, those events are not random because you can spot some order in them. Now, I think this is just confused. It's confused in much the same sort of way that Chaitin is confused about randomness. And given that he knows enough about randomness to write a whole book on it, it's surprising that this confusion persists. As I've said before, if you think I'm the one who's confused, then please convince me. I'd be happy to be educated. But let's think of it differently. Let's suppose we do have a sequence of uh, events that are all of them independent random in a pure sense, not generated by any underlying rule, just happening as they do. And somebody then comes along and says, well, yes, uh, they may well, as you might think, have been generated randomly, but because of Ramsey theory, we can always find patterns in them. 
my answer would be yes you can always find patterns but those patterns are spurious in the sense that they are epiphenomenal they arise in the structure and they can be spotted by creatures such as ourselves who like patterns but there is nothing intrinsic about them nothing about the pattern helps to give rise to the structure in which those patterns are seen this is where my number example I think is helpful when people started counting they may have been interested in whether they could arrange what they counted in even piles or piles of three or four or five or whatever but that wasn't what defined the counting process they counted because they wanted to know how many sheep they'd got how many gold coins they'd got how many slaves they'd got or whatever it might have been and it was only later that people started first of all exploring and eventually codifying all this into such things as even and odd numbers and prime numbers and powers and etc so all those patterns all the order that we have subsequently discovered in the numbers one two three four five and so on is in a sense incidental it wasn't intended they weren't generated to have those properties they couldn't but have those properties once they'd been invented and that I think is exactly the way Ramsey theory works that if you have enough points and lines you get triangles or for larger numbers of points and lines no doubt other things squares pentagons who knows what and I don't know the answer to the question how many vertices do you need to join in a complete graph with red and blue edges before you get a necessary pentagon it's a it's a big number probably these are difficult mathematical questions in many ways these numbers are just not known for anything much bigger than two or three so the fact that we can generate things that have discernible order pattern and therefore apparently follow some law doesn't mean that they're not random indeed it would appear to be a requirement of Ramsey theory that they are random because otherwise the patterns that the theory says must emerge inevitably could in some sense be thought to be as you might say planned designed invented inserted slipped in when nobody was looking and then the theory would collapse and a couple of points about this one which I think is quite interesting in its own right is that there have for years and years centuries been what's called arguments from design that want to say that because the universe looks ordered it must therefore have been ordered but Ramsey theory blows this out of the water Ramsey theory says no the universe is a large complex organist, uh, organized system or disorganized system perhaps very large system so you're inevitably going to get some semblances of order in it 
And as I was suggesting yesterday, or whenever I recorded it, you could even say that you're bound to get scientific laws. Because something complicated enough will always generate something that could look like a law, just as the natural numbers generate even and odd numbers and prime numbers that could look as though they were, as you might say, intended. But they're almost certainly not. Well, they are certainly not. And what about another argument that says, isn't it amazing that we've got consciousness? Well, I've said enough about why I think consciousness is overrated, not to need to repeat the argument here, but even so, is it amazing that we've got consciousness? Or is the fact that we've got consciousness inevitable once an evolutionary process developed sufficiently far as to generate the kinds of neurophysiological structures that we have in our brains, or that compose our brains, and might it then be the case that consciousness is just inevitable? A bit like the blue or the red triangles or the even numbers. It would seem to me that there is an extension of Ramsey theory that would argue exactly that. And it's got nothing to do at all with the fact that random processes are therefore impossible in any pure sense because the patterns that cannot but, em but emerge in any random selection, random process, the outcomes of random events cannot but exhibit these sorts of patterns. That's what Ramsey theory says. It doesn't mean that they're not random. What it does mean is that the patterns themselves are spurious. Inescapable, unavoidable, necessary, but spurious. They have no significance at all. They tell us nothing about the process from which, out of which, they arose. And this is very important. If you look at the Wikipedia article, you'll see all kinds of observations, references to people who've used Ramsey theory to say, therefore, there are no such things as random events. And I think it's just wrong. I think it's just a mistake. Now, what can we infer? Well, I'd like to think, in fact I do think, that there is what you might call a sociological equivalent. And this has reference to the things I've been saying on and off about anarchism, especially the point that I made that the trouble with anarchism is that it doesn't seem to be defensible against the observation that in an anarchistic society there wouldn't be anybody to prevent the burglars or the muggers or the murderers from doing their wicked things and there wouldn't be anything to prevent the likes of Putin from coming and grabbing our land. So the problem with anarchism is 
that it may seem like a terribly attractive system, but it isn't really practical. Not unless you could throw a switch and turn the whole human population into saints overnight, and that's not going to happen anytime soon or ever. But now let's think about some of the presuppositions behind anarchism, and particularly the equality presupposition. Because there would seem to me to be a, a sociological equivalent of Ramsey theory that says something to the effect that you couldn't have a society in which everybody was equal. You just couldn't. Because some kind of pattern would emerge and those that were capable of seeing the pattern might benefit from it. And so the benefit that they got would immediately destabilize the egalitarian system. And before you know where you are, you'd be back in a world where some people had more than others, more power than others, influence, intellectual grip, and all the other things that go towards creating inequality. And I suppose you could also argue, I would argue, that any society of more than a certain number of people, maybe more than two even, any society is bound to develop some kind of ordering, rather like the five points and their three sides that form a blue triangle. The people are going to ally with one another, agree or disagree, form alliances, and then form what in Ramsey theory are technically called cliques. In other words, collections of phenomena which together constitute a pattern even if the pattern has no, as you might say, roots in the substance of the structure in which it appears. Nobody designed the numbers to be even and odd and prime and so on. That's just superficial, but very important property that just comes out of the woodwork. Just as I'm arguing, consciousness comes out of the woodwork when we evolve sufficiently far, or the appearance of design comes out of the woodwork when the world gets sufficiently complicated and where conscious, observant creatures, sometimes not so observant, emerge in it, who being themselves products of the very processes that give rise to this order, tend to think that the order that they see has some significance even if it doesn't. So I suspect that there is somewhere in this a political theory that would say something about the impossibility of completely egalitarian societies simply because you can't have in a certain number of people before they start, as you might say, agreeing or disagreeing and therefore allying or breaking apart, fragmenting. 
because there are after all only so many opinions that you can have that you can express in language. That's another story that tempts me off on a big digression about whether we ever really use language in a way that's the same but I'm going to leave that here. I think that will do. Ramsey theory doesn't prove that there can't be perfect randomness. It just means that even if there is perfect randomness you're still going to find that there are things as you might say in it that give rise to the impression of order even if it's spurious. And that may arise for science, for mathematics, for economics, politics, philosophy and religion. Thank you for listening.